What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am going to speak to you today like I didn't just take a three-month break. We're going to pretend that that break never happened, even though it was necessary for me to like find my groove again and fall in love with podcasting again. But here's the thing. Here's what I would like to normalize. And I know we all hate that word. We all hate that word by now. But I would really love to normalize quietly exiting and quietly re-entering hobbies, passions, jobs, side hustles, relationships, businesses, pastimes, and activities. If you or a friend have noticed that they have quietly, you know, maybe you have a friend who was like really into writing, or maybe you you yourself are really into horseback riding, whatever your little thing was or is, and you've noticed yourself kind of like step away, and you're wondering like, wait, I, I used to be so in love with horseback riding, like what's happening? Just know that I understand you and I feel the same way as you. And I want 2023 to be the year that we allow ourselves and our inner circle the peace and the freedom to quietly exit and then quietly return and begin again, begin fresh on a new note. It's a new year, 2023. Hello, year of the water rabbit. I, I mean, obviously I am not Chinese, but I do love the symbolism of Lunar New Year. And I have been researching what Year of the Water Rabbit specifically means. And this is not the topic of today's episode. But while we're talking about it, based on the brief articles that I've read, the Year of the Water Rabbit, not just the rabbit, the water rabbit, allegedly, it's supposed to be a very easygoing year. Very peaceful, very harmonious, very much go with the flow. I mean, when you think of water, you think of horoscopes, star signs, water signs. I am a water sign. I am a cancer through and through. So I feel like I understand the element of water more so than air or fire or wind or earth. I'm a water gal. So I understand year of the water rabbit. Go with the flow, baby. If it comes, it comes. If it feels natural, it feels natural. Don't force things. Don't, you know, break your arm trying to fit into any particular cylinder or box. Go with the flow. Embrace the change. Move with the current. Take the tide and just fucking flow. Harmonious, peaceful, easy chilling. Imagine yourself on a little like floating device cruising down a river, sipping a beer or a pina colada and just chilling the fuck out. And I think... We can all agree that after two um, chaotic, hectic years, I mean, anything, any year from 2020 onward has been pretty full throttle, very heated, very go, 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 very disastrous and news heavy and politics heavy. 2023, um, can we just all chill the fuck out? Can we just like collectively agree that this is the year we chill the fuck out and allow ourselves the grace to do nothing? if we want to. And that's kind of tying into my theme of like, you can take a step back from things and you don't have to explain where you've been or what you've been doing or why you decided to take a little break. The same way that I'm not really going to explain why I haven't recorded since October. Does it matter? Does it fucking matter? You know what I mean? And I kind of consider you guys like my closest friends. Like when you reunite with your closest friends and it's been five plus years, let's say, and your friends are like, hey, what's new? And you're like, well, everything, but also nothing, like nothing that dramatic has happened to me in five years. Um, 
there's obviously a lot to catch up on, but when it comes to like what you need to know, here's what you need to know about the months that have passed since October. One, I got my tongue pierced because I'm a dumb bitch, you know, new year, same dumb bitch hanging out at the piercing shop and the tattoo shop and wasting all her money on frivolous crap. So if I sound a little bit weird, it's because I got my tongue pierced two weeks ago, very recent, very new. My tongue is not swollen anymore, but the barbell is a little long. I mean, any of my piercing girlies know that the piercer will give you a longer barbell, a longer jewelry to accommodate for swelling. And it's been two weeks with this barbell in my mouth, and they don't recommend getting a shorter one until the three-week period. So I'm still stuck with this large barbell that is taking up too much room in my mouth. It is hitting my bottom teeth, which doesn't feel great, but I do have to wait another week until I can get it resized. Um, So if I sound a little bit weird, it's because I have a barbell that is too large for my mouth, and I'm trying my hardest to speak to you without clinking the jewelry on my bottom teeth. It hurts, it makes a weird sound, and I just can't fucking wait to get it changed. That is one change that has happened since October, but I think the one that you'll be really excited about, and if you've been listening for a while, you will remember the phase where I was talking about getting a new pet, specifically a new cat or like a cat, not a new cat, but just a cat. I love cats. I was raised with a dog and a cat. I love both equally. Well, that's not true. If I had to pick, there was a gun to my head and I had to pick. I am very much a dog person, but I love cats. I think cats have just as much of a personality as dogs do. I personally just mesh with the dog's personality more. So if you are a cat person, you may be disappointed to hear that I did not get a cat but I did get a second dog. In November, right around Thanksgiving, my husband and I went to the Humane Society and we found this gorgeous, gorgeous German Shepherd mix. His given name at the shelter was Reggie, but we like, you know, to do to do things our own way around here. So we renamed him Bishop. So my our first dog, my OG dog is named King. And our second dog is named Bishop. I mean, what a cute fucking pair. King and Bishop. It's like peanut butter and jelly, spaghetti and meatball, King and Bishop. They're just two royal gentlemen um, serving their community. And you know what? Um, This German Shepherd, Bishop, uh, is so needy. He's young. He's under two years old. He has abandonment issues because he was with the previous family who gave him up because of landlord issues, which I will never understand. Like, why the fuck? Aren't you moving into an apartment or a house where dogs are allowed? You know what I mean? So he has abandonment issues. So he is very um, clingy and he, you know, he has to be next to me 24-7. He has to have his paw on me. He has to have physical contact with me throughout the day. So if I, you know, if you hear me say like, stop or go to your bed or off, you know, dog commands, I'm talking to Bishop, just trying to get him to allow some separation between us while I'm trying to record and talk to you guys. Okay, so that's the intro, and that's my explanation of uh, the three-month break. Today's episode, I want to discuss one main topic. And if we have time, there are a couple of other things that I want to chit-chat about. But the main thing, the main thing is the new season of The Bachelor. Season 27, we're on episode two. Here's how we're going to break it down. I'm going to tell you my favorite contestant my least favorite contestant, and my thoughts on Zach. So why not start with Zach, right? He's the head of the show. He's the superstar. First impressions. Um, 
did not understand. Like, did not understand why producers wanted him. He just seemed so vanilla and boring and the opposite of memorable, which is forgettable. I just had a brain fart. Not particularly, like, hot. But you know what? You know what I did yesterday when I was thinking about my talking points for today? I was like, okay, Zach is not particularly hot in my opinion. But then I was like, wait, no bachelor, no bachelor. And I actually Googled a complete list of all the previous bachelors. And there is not one, one guy where I'd be like, ooh, damn, I would love it if I was a contestant and he was the guy. Like Matt James, right? Is that his name? Actually, let me pull up that list. I'm going to do it right now. Complete bachelor list. This is what I looked at yesterday. Um, okay, so Nick Vile, fine. Like, fine. Um, Ari, absolutely not. Colton Underwood, oh my God, absolutely not. You know what? I'm not even going to waste your time because the answer to all of them would be like, no, I'm not interested. The most interesting one, though, I think would be Pilot Pete because he's a pilot and that's just a cool fucking job and... If you're a pilot, you're obviously intelligent and well-educated and, and well-traveled, um, and you have a skill that not many people have. Matt James, uh, I couldn't even tell you one personality or characteristic that he has. Like, he's not funny. He's not um, super, like, kind or, or like, just so boring, so boring. Um, Clayton, oh my god. Clayton, can we just agree that Clayton was probably the worst bachelor of all time? Like the way he fucking treated Rachel and the other chick and they went on to be the bachelorettes and he just couldn't make up his mind and he like didn't even understand the definition of love. Like the girls were like, do you love me? And he was like, yes, I love you, but I also love her. And it's like, no, no, no. You're only truly in love with one person. Like these, these, these people who are like, I'm in love with five girls. Like, no, you're not. You're infatuated with five girls. You're in lust with five girls. There's no way you can be in love with more than one person. Like, sorry. Sorry, I don't think so. So anyway, going back to Zach, my initial first impression was like so vanilla. Like, why him? There is nothing memorable about him from the way he appears. Like the same haircut. They've all had the same facial hair they've all had. Just like a hot... Chris Evans-esque, you know, white guy. Um, But then in season or episode two, he did something that I, he did actually two things that I really love. Actually, just one thing, sorry. Um, Is that he sent home Taj Wan. And I thought, okay, so let's talk about the whole Taj Wan moment. How she came in as like a judge for the bad bitch contest. By the way, if you were playing a drinking game, and you took a shot every time they said bad bitch, you would have been passed out puking on the floor. Like you would have choked on your own vomit and died because they said bad bitch uh, 30 times in 45 minutes or not even 45, like 15 minutes because that was the segment. Um, I was like, this is a little much. Like, why do we keep saying bad bitch? Why are we using like TikTok terminology in Bachelor Nation? Like, can we stop with these little dumb phrases to describe women? Like, yeah, like I would never refer to myself as a bad bitch. You know, I just just don't talk in TikTok or social media lingo. Like, I'm a woman. I'm not, like, a bad bitch. But anyway, Tajwan appears as a guest to judge the bad bitch contest. And then later on in the episode, she pulls Zach aside and says, oh, I actually, like like you like what like you you just instantly like fell in love or felt some kind of connection with him when you're judging this contest 
and you think that like this is your shot at love and this is your moment to like jump his bones. And then not only does she like, you know, shake things up by pulling Zach aside, but she's also a total fucking cunt to the girls who are like, hey, like, what's going on? What are your intentions? Like, what are you doing here? Which is a total valid question. Like, if I was one of those girls, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking ask. Like, it is my right as a contestant to ask what this other skank is doing here. And instead of being like, hey, girls, like, I actually kind of think that Zach and I had a vibe or had a connection. Um, You know, I understand that it's, you know, you might have a bitter taste in your mouth me being here. I get it. I t- Instead of like trying to like get on the same page as these other girls and like find a common connection and find common ground or like a mutual understanding. She went the total fucking opposite direction and was like total fucking bitch. Like none of you girls are right for him. None of you girls brought bad bitch energy. I think none of you are going to like marry him. I think I'm going to marry him. And I feel like if it was any other bachelor, he would have done the you know, the the good guy thing and been like, oh, yeah, she deserves a chance. Like, she's here. She's brave. She put her heart on her soul. She's, you know, showing her cards. Like, I'm going to give her a chance. That would have been maybe the quote unquote nice thing to do. But we don't really like nice. Like, nice. But is it nice? Because maybe you're being nice to Taj Wan, but you're being a fucking dick to the 20 women who one fair and fair and square or got on the show fair and square so I expected Zach I fully expected Zach to be like hey girls oh I'm putting like my dick between my legs I'm putting my tail between my legs like oh she's here I feel so bad send her home she's gonna stay I full on fully I fully expected Zach to let Taj Wan stay and when he didn't I I swear to God, I like hooted and hollered and I was so fucking proud of him. And so like, oh, thank God. Like I've been waiting for a bachelor to, to, to put his foot down and say, actually, no, like I have 20 women here. I am building connections here. Like you don't get to just jump in head first and cut to the front of the line. Like, sorry, babe, like good luck on like Bachelor in Paradise, you know? Actually, wasn't Tajwan on Bachelor in Paradise twice, but she went home because it was like too hot, right? Like she was on the beach in Mexico sweating and she was like, it's too hot. I gotta go, I gotta go. Maybe you should have stayed and you could have found love there. Like jumping on Zach's season and like telling all these girls to fuck off is not the way to find love. So I love that Zach did that. I love that she was like crying to the producers afterward. Um, Honestly, I thought her whole like bitchy sitting on the couch, like you, none of you girls brought it. I thought that was a skit. I thought at any minute she would pivot and be like, just kidding, girls. I'm totally just like playing the bitch card to see how you would react. This is a test. You know what I mean? Because like, Other girls are after your man. There are 20 of you here. Like, it's a girl eat girl type of world over here. And I was testing you to see how you would react to me being a bitch and potentially, like, sneaking in and stealing your man. I was waiting for the whole, like, gotcha. And there was no gotcha. There was no gotcha. Instead of of that, there were tears from Taj Wan, like, crying that, like, nobody's going to fall in love with her and she'll never find love. And I'm like, you thought this was the moment? So I thought that was hilarious. Good for you, Zach. I don't remember much from episode one because to be honest with you, episode one is never my favorite. It's just a bunch of women stepping out of a limo in a dress we've seen 500 times. Hi, my name is Vanessa. Hi, my name is Becky. Hi, my name is Sarah. And there's always like a kooky bitch who brings like a pig or is dressed in a clown suit or rolls up in a car on the back of a motorcycle. Like We've seen it. We've seen 
every introduction possible. Like, good luck finding an original introduction. If I was a Bachelorette contestant, I would honestly just like be myself, smile, look cute, be a little bit flirty, but I would have no gimmick. I am not a gimmick gal. I just want to like be myself, be, you know, authentic and genuine. I'm not trying to like blow your mind with how funny I am that I brought a fucking pig or that like I, you know, rode in on a Harley Davidson. Like what? Like, can we just like introduce ourselves like fucking normal people and get inside the mansion so that the drama can start? I never like the first episode because it's just like Rebecca, Susan, Katie, Marie, Mel, Mel, just like repetitive. Um, so I don't remember much from episode one, but I do remember a very cringe kiss between Zach and I do not remember her name. And I also really like the fact that Zach didn't just like go for the makeout. And this girl was like on it. Like she was touching his waist and pulling him closer and like caressing his back. And maybe the average male or the average bachelor lead would have been like, oh yeah, like the opportunity to make out with you, let's do it. But I love that Zach was like, oh, like this is a little too soon. I don't know you, I'm not feeling it. If I could take that clip and slow it down for you, watch it on replay and snow it down. I distinctly remember Zach's hands on the woman's shoulders and if a man's hands are ever on your shoulder like ladies let's let's admit it men are handsy men want to touch you they want to touch your boobies and your curves and your lower back and your thighs and your hips if a man has the opportunity to caress your lower back and pull you in closer for a kiss he's gonna do that so the fact that his hands were on her shoulders, like he was talking to his sister or a cousin, like a distant cousin that you don't see very often and you're not really sure like how to physically engage with them. That's the vibe I got. So the fact that like the kiss didn't work out, I was like, yeah, because his hands were on your shoulders leading up to the kiss. Like body language is everything. Body language is 90% of communication. I'm not surprised this kiss went south. So I also like that he didn't just like jump at the first chance to make out. He was like, eh, actually like, mm, I'm kind of waiting for it to be like a little bit more special. I'm gonna send you home. So those are my thoughts on Zach. My favorite girl, my favorite contestant this season is Gabby. She's the Vermont girl. She's the one who introduced herself with maple syrup, even though like, isn't that Canadian? I don't really know. Um, in episode two, I love that she was anxious and very much in her head throughout the episode. And then things kind of switch. Like, okay, but to be fair, to be fair, if we're going to be a little bit judgmental and we have to be because it's me, I thought it was too much that she started crying to the producers after Zach didn't like point out her specific conversation. And she was like, why didn't Zach kiss me? I'm, I'm hearing that he kissed you and you and you. He didn't kiss me. And then she cried by the limo or by the car. And the producers were like, what's wrong? Uh, the crying was a little much, but I get it. Tensions are running high. Emotions are running high. Um, I'm also a crier. Like, I can't judge a fellow crier because I cry at the drop of a hat. That was a little much. But she totally fucking redeemed herself when it was night two and she got a second chance to speak with Zach. And she surprised him with his favorite candy, which is like chocolate peanut butter cups and um, she had this cute idea where she was like, do you want a lady in the trampet? And he said yes. And they each took a bite. And then, um, you know, pieces were falling everywhere. And it was funny and it was cute and it was silly and it was playful. And then Zach was like, should we try again? Like, haha, let's kiss. So Gabby, so sweet. 
So, um, you know, I hope I'm not wrong because these women can turn on you with the drop of a hat. There's always like a bitch of the season. And sometimes she comes out of nowhere. I hope that Gabby is not the bitch at any point in the season. She seems really sweet, down to earth, like not interested in fame or being a model or singer or actress. She's just like, not a simple girl. It's not like the right word, but just like a humble, chill, real girl from fucking Vermont. She has the tendency to compare herself to others, which like, which like, which is like, don't we all, you know, I hate contestants who come across overly cocky or confident. Like I'm going to win this, have it in the bag. These bitches got nothing on me. I'm one in a million. I've got the it factor, the X factor. And, and those bitches are always wrong in the first place. So I love that she's like, fuck, like, I don't know if he likes me. And I feel like I'm behind because he's kissing everyone and he hasn't kissed me. Is there something wrong with me? And I love that she was like, I don't know how to talk to him because on the one hand, I want to tell him everything about myself, but I don't want it to be the Gabby show. I want to like know about him as well, but we have such a limited time that I don't know how to do this little conversational dance. Um, And yeah, so I hope she's going to go far. I hope she wins, to be honest with you, because she's my favorite so far. My least favorite girl, and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way, is Brianna. Just because I feel like she's trying to start drama where there is no drama and she's making a mountain out of a molehill. And the drama I'm referring to specifically is there's a flashback to episode one, a little like behind the scenes moment at cocktail hour. And she's speaking to the single mom. I forget her name. I think it's a single mom. There's a lot of blondes and I can't keep them all straight. But the single mom is obviously drunk. She's like leaning on the bar and she's saying things that drunk girls say. I love your dress. You're so pretty. Oh my gosh. Shut the fuck up. And in her drunk like slur, she says, I hate you, JK. That is verbatim the comment. I hate you, JK. And Brianna brings this drama into episode two and pulls Zach aside. And don't we know, don't we like learn mistakes from watching past bachelors and bachelorettes? Like I feel like at this point on season 27, we have 27 years of do's and do nots. And it is very much a do not to bring drama to the host. If you are the bachelor you're a man. You don't want to hear stupid bitchy drama between two women. Same thing if you are a female lead, if you are the bachelorette, you don't want to hear about dudes being fucking bros and you, yo, homie, fuck you, dude. Like, dude, I don't fucking care. Figure it out. You're adults. Figure out in the house. I'm here to find romance. I'm here to kiss and cuddle and make connections. I'm not here to like bitch about other people. Drama that doesn't involve me at all. So you can tell Brianna's like, hey, Zach, I kind of want to talk to you about something that's bothering me. I mean, do you want me to tell you names? Like she asks him, do you want to know who I'm having difficulties with? And Zach says, I am not a, a drama guy, but if you feel like it's necessary for you to like get it off your chest, of course, I'm going to listen. But he prefaced I'm not a drama guy. And that should have been Brianna's clue to change direction and say, okay, you know what? Let's just leave the drama behind. I'll deal with it on my own, like a grown ass woman. Let's talk about something between us. Let's form a connection between you and I. I'm not here to, I'm not going to waste my time as a contestant 
one-on-one, precious one-on-one time talking about a third party. So Zach says that I'm not into drama, but she just carries on. And she says like, Zach, she said, I, she said, I hate you, JK. And I swear to God, like Zach starts laughing and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you women, like shit. Like he just like doesn't know what to say because he doesn't want to be rude and be like, wait, that's the comment. I hate you, JK. That, that's, that has you riled up. Listen, honey, listen, honey. If that has you riled up, you are not going to last three days in this house because I can think of 500 million worse things to say to someone than I hate you, JK. So Zach, like, doesn't give a fuck at all, honestly. And I'm surprised. I mean, you know what? Um, I've listened to a lot of podcasts with previous Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants, and they always say the same thing. They say that producers are very much meddling and they have their hands in the mix for the first, you know, uh, five to eight episodes. So I'm 99% certain that if it was entirely up to Zach, he would have sent Brianna home because he does not have a connection with her. They seem like cause like awkward cousins, but it's producers saying like, you have to keep her because she equals drama. And we want more drama to unfold between Brianna and single mom gal. Even though if I was the single mom gal, and Brianna pulled me aside and was like, I'm really upset by what you said. And she was like, well, what did I say? And Brianna said it, you know, and she was like, oh, my God, I really don't remember. But, I, you know, I said it like you say that I said it. So I said it. I'm so sorry. I'm so, 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 so sorry. She was very apologetic and like good for you, girl, because it would have been so easy for her to be like, bitch, like fucking get over it. And if I was the contestant, that's what I would have done. I would have been like, um... If that rubs you the wrong way, like, Lord, pray for you. Like, you are going to get swallowed alive. Like, I don't feel like I need to apologize for saying I hate you, JK. I literally said just kidding. That's what JK stands for. Plus, we were just, like, having drunk girly banter by the bar. But you know what? Good for her. She fucking apologized, and the apology seemed very sincere. And, yeah. So those are my thoughts on The Bachelor, season 27. We have a few minutes left, so I do want to talk about winter cleaning. We hear a lot about spring cleaning. You know, spring is the time to wipe down your house, change out your sheets, change out your wardrobe, etc. But nobody talks about winter cleaning. And I think winter cleaning actually has a better ring to it than spring cleaning, simply because new year, new energy, new vibes, new clothes, new, you know, whatever, right? New chapter, all that shit. So I'd been thinking for the past few weeks about how my house is always dirty. Now that I have two dogs, there is double the dog hair, double the vacuuming, double the, you know, wiping down the cabinets and whatnot. And I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I have never learned how to clean. Like, I don't know what fucking rags to use or what spray to use. I'll use glass cleaner on wood. I'll use a mop when I should use a broom. I'll use um, dish soap instead of bleach. Like, I don't fucking understand how to clean. Like, I've tried cleaning. And a problem that I keep on running into is that I'll wipe down my sink vanity, for example. And instead of the rag, like collecting the lint and the dog hair and the little tiny micro pieces of fabric, 
it just collects in a little ball and it stays on the sink. And I've tried, I've Googled this. I've Googled this fucking problem. They say use a microfiber cloth. Guess what? I bought a micro mic, microfiber cloth and I'm running into the same issue. The hair is not being picked up by the cloth, but clumping in a fucking ball on my fucking vanity. So here's what I did, okay? For the first time in my life, I have paid for a professional cleaning service. It was, I mean, do you want to know? It was like $200 for what they called the initial deep clean. They do two deep, deep, deep cleans. So that's two rounds of $200. And then from there, it's like less of a deep clean because they're just like maintaining your house rather than starting from scratch. So I had a very um, long, proactive, productive day today. I woke up at 6.15 to get my shit ready to be out of the house by 8 because I knew the cleaners were coming at 8. So I had my coffee. I got the dogs taken care of. I fed them. I made them pee. I, you know, bundled in 27 layers. I packed my backpack, my notebook, my planner, my laptop, my lip balm, my headphones, got my phone charged. I did all of that this morning to be out of the house by 8. I took the dogs to a dog-friendly coffee shop. I took the dogs to the dog park. And then after being out of the house for three to four hours, on the drive home, because I got a notification on my phone that the cleaning was complete, I was driving home and I was like, "Mm, like, okay, $200. Like, I don't know. Money is subjective. To some people, it's like, holy shit, that's a lot. To other people, it's like, yeah, I'd happily pay that. Priorities, right? My priority is having like the most comforting, soothing, cozy home possible. And a large factor of that is seeing it clean, having delicious, fresh smells, knowing that your bath is ready to bathe in, bathe in, knowing your toilet is ready to sit on, knowing that your cabinet, kitchen cabinets don't have dust and that dust is getting in your food. Like I work from home. So having a clean house is all that more important to me than if I was someone who was like nine to five and I was only home late at night when you can't even see the dust because it's fucking dark in winter. Um, So on the way home, I was like, uh, fuck, like I hope that, uh, you know, I, I was honestly expecting not to notice a huge difference. I was expecting to walk in and be like, oh yeah, the rug looks nicer. It smells fresh. It smells clean. There's no stains on the mirror. But when I came home, I was gobsmacked. I was speechless. I was gobsmacked at how stunning my home looked. And it just made me fall in love with my space again because lately I've been feeling like I've made so many mistakes when it comes to home decor and home styling and decorating. And like I feel like my walls are the wrong color, the furniture's wrong, the carpet's wrong. And I was like, how can I fix it? Because it's not. It's 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 not. It's what I wanted, but you're just having second guesses. And I was like, maybe I'm hating, not hating, but like second guessing my home because I'm seeing like stains everywhere. I'm seeing fingerprints on the bathroom mirror. I'm seeing dog hair clumps in the corner. I'm seeing a spider web above the ceiling. Like maybe that's why I hate the space. So I paid for a professional cleaning service and I walk into my home and it smells delicious. It looks beautiful, spick and span. I would be so proud to host friends, family, like knowing they're stepping into my home and being like, wow, this is a very well-loved, well-cared-for home. I would love to spend time here. So if you've 
been having, you know, thoughts like that, like, oh, my space and it just needs a refresh or it needs like new life breathed into it or you're just dying for a reset button, I feel like now is the time to reset. And like I said at the beginning, don't be afraid to quietly leave, get your head on, get a good head on your shoulders and then quietly re-enter. I am quietly, or maybe not because I'm like speaking on a microphone, but I am quietly re-entering 2023 with a new, not a new podcast, but a revamped podcast, um, a spick and span clean home, a positive attitude, you know, year of the water rabbit. Let's remember that. And I'm looking forward to the content I make on this podcast. I'm looking forward to have a cleaning. I'm looking forward to having a clean home, um, for the rest of my life because I have signed up for recurring cleans. I'm, I plan on having a service, every two weeks. And if every two weeks seems a little excessive, I'm going to switch to once a month, once a month, deep clean, love it. New episodes coming your way, a fresh home for me to record in. I have a new dog. I have a new piercing, new, 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 and bring it on 2023. I'm excited for the year ahead. So that's all for me, everybody. Take care of yourself. Have a great day. Bye.